I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi there, I'm Nate, and this is Timeline Tapes the podcast brought to you by the World History YouTube channel Timeline, where we take the documentaries and TV shows from our channel and with some clever editing, turn them into podcasts. In this two-part episode, Hitler of the Andes, we'll explore the myths and confusion surrounding Hitler's death in Berlin, as well as rumors and alleged sightings of him in the decades that followed. Peter Davison will be the voice leading you throughout the episode, and he'll be joined along the way by multiple experts and researchers who have studied this fascinating story. The program originally scheduled for this time has been canceled in order that we may bring you reports from overseas. This afternoon, Grand Admiral Donitz announced the death of Adolf Hitler. This death has not been confirmed by Allied sources. In April 1945, Hitler was the most wanted man in Europe. Dead or alive, the victorious Allies needed to see his body, in the dock or in the grave. But in the chaos of war, Proof the dictator had died proved elusive. Maybe Hitler was dead. Maybe he'd escaped. I have one testimony that tells me the exact burial spot of where Hitler is buried in Patagonia. Um, there are an incredible amount of witnesses who saw Nazi submarines come to the coast in Argentina and crates full of Nazi documents and gold being unloaded. Concern is being expressed over the possibility that Adolf Hitler might attempt to seek refuge in Argentina. We all differ, oftentimes, on the facts and why they happened, what happened. And clearly, one of the biggest examples of this kind of, of difference of interpretation was what happened to Hitler at the end of World War II. The mystery of the missing dictator drew in spies, scientists, and historians from America, Russia, and Britain. As recently released documents show, it led the FBI into its most incredible manhunt, searching for Hitler from the subways of the Bronx to the jungles of Latin America. The FBI did receive information that Hitler had fled from Germany, that he was in Argentina, that he was in various parts of the United States, that he was in other places. And the, the areas where we had jurisdiction in the United States and to some extent in South America, we conducted inquiries to, to uh, see if there was any truth to those allegations. The Allies spent six years trying to defeat Hitler. It would take them many times longer to sort out the confusion that surrounded his fate. Conspiracy, fact and fiction all rushed in to fill the vacuum left by the missing dictator. 
Gore extracts from captured German newsreels. This is said to be the room in which the alleged attempt on Hitler's life was made. Hitler was no stranger to cheating death. In 1944, German officers tried to blow him up at the Wolf's Lair headquarters. Four men standing near were killed. A nice, easy explanation for gullible people. Fearing further attacks, Hitler sowed confusion about his whereabouts. Even in 1944, people weren't sure if he really was dead or alive. As to where they got hurt, there's no evidence. Anyway, the Führer, looking rather more round-shouldered than usual, goes from bed to bed, commiserating with the casualties. Maybe this is Hitler's double, or perhaps his double was killed by the bomb. Though there are scores of theories, the facts are not yet known. In the final months of the war, even the Germans couldn't be certain. Since the 1944 bomb plot, Hitler kept well out of sight, hidden away in bunkers. The last ordinary Germans who saw him in the open were a handful of the Hitler youth. There were speculations already in the fall of 1944 about his escape and his whereabouts. So when the end of the war came, this was, this was, a, uh, this was a story that had already long been prepared. Many of Hitler's most senior supporters did try to escape. Himmler was captured dressed as a private soldier. Heinrich Müller, head of the Gestapo, was never captured. And down in the Chancellery bunkers, Hitler's staff tried repeatedly to persuade him to get out before it was too late. Flight was certainly possible. Up till the 22nd of April, uh, when the net closed, uh, they, they could get out uh, by air. Big aeroplanes could take off on the 22nd and the whole convoy of them uh, uh, went off from Berlin uh, to Berchtesgaden on the 22nd, carrying quite a large number of people out, all those who opted to get out. The Russians couldn't be everywhere. During the final weeks of the war, this was the easiest route out of Berlin. The main east-west avenue was used by the Nazis as a runway right up until the last moment when Berlin fell. The Nazis even had captured British planes at hand to try and make their escape without being shot down. The man who was the switchboard operator in Hitler's bunker claims that this was the plan, in place and ready to spirit Hitler from under the noses of the Allies. There were two planes waiting to the north of Berlin. One of them was the Ju-390 and a Blon and Voss that could fly the same distance. It could fly 18,000 kilometers without refueling, so Hitler could have escaped if he wanted to. The possibility of losing Hitler gave the advancing Soviets added urgency. On April the 22nd, the first Soviet armies reached the outskirts of Berlin, still fiercely defended. They desperately hoped that Hitler was still in the city. Stalin organized special teams uh, in, in Smersh. Smersh was the military counterintelligence service during the war. As we all know from the James Bond movies, it means death to spies, whose job it was to find Hitler, and hopefully Stalin uh, would, would find him alive. Of course Stalin wanted to capture Hitler. He intended to put him on trial. He 
But capture was the one thing Hitler was determined to avoid at any cost. The reality of what lay in store for fallen dictators was not what he had in mind. Just before the end, there came the news of what had happened to Mussolini, how he had been uh, shot and strung up uh, upside down in a garage in, uh, in Milan. He didn't want that to happen to him. As Stalin's Smirsch teams advanced to the center of Berlin, they questioned prisoners, checked corpses. Where was Hitler? Could he have slipped through the noose and escaped? The first news of Hitler's fate did nothing to dispel the confusion. On May the 1st, Soviet commander Zhukov received a message from Hitler's bunker, claiming that Hitler had committed suicide on April the 30th. Just a few hours later came a radio broadcast that told a different story. German radio claimed that Hitler had died fighting at the head of his troops. This wasn't what the Soviets had been told at all. They thought Hitler had died a day earlier by his own hand. In the confusion of Allied victory, doubt about the fate of the fallen dictator filled the airwaves. The Berlin announcement that Hitler is dead has left this part of Germany speechless and resigned. There is no further confirmation, of course, as to the authenticity of this report. We bring you now Seymour Carmen from Munich. There is some caution about accepting the German announcement as fact. It might be a trick. It might be a desperate effort by Hitler to disguise himself and escape. The mere possibility that Hitler had escaped struck at the heart of Allied fears and paranoia about the Nazis. If Hitler cheated the hangman, how could justice ever really be done? If the dictator of the German Reich survived, how could anyone be sure the evil he brought was dead? The most important thing was, of course, that there was no body. I think that fueled everything. Uh, no one could produce no one was able to produce the corpse. As the first reached Berlin, it was the Soviets who were best placed to bring the mystery to an end. Everything depended on what they found when Berlin finally fell. On the 2nd of May, Soviet troops captured Berlin's government buildings. This was the final symbolic defeat of Nazi Germany. It was two days since the radio announcement of Hitler's death and the world waited for proof. If he was dead, where was the body? Hitler's own headquarters had barely fallen when a special Soviet search team arrived on the scene. Its mission was to find Hitler. It didn't take long before they were rewarded. Alenia Rezeviska was the team translator. One of the men just arrived from the headquarters of the first Belarusian army was passing by. He said, oh, that one looks really like Hitler. He is Hitler. Here was proof that Hitler had died after all. At last, there was a body. The Soviets called in some captured Nazis to confirm that this Hitler was the Hitler. The body had a little moustache and a fringe, but many Germans said, no, no, no. Only one thought he saw a certain resemblance. 
finding dead dictators was turning out to be an inexact science. This body, the Soviets noticed, was wearing darned socks. Surely, they thought, Hitler wouldn't have died wearing darned socks. So they decided that this body was not Hitler after all. There were 15 corpses in the chancellery garden, amongst them that of Joseph Goebbels. Goebbels and his wife had murdered their children, then killed themselves. It was as they were investigating the end of the Goebbels that the Soviets stumbled on a second possible Hitler. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Timeline Tapes where the Soviets have just found a second possible body that could belong to the deceased Fuhrer. We were taken to Hitler's bunker where Goebbels' body was first found, and at that point, one of the soldiers drew our attention to a crater. The crater had been filled with earth, and he sank into it. Beneath his feet, he discovered a fragment of a human leg and a piece of burnt blanket. They dug up that crater and found two bodies, a man and a woman. The faces were unrecognizable. If the bodies could be identified, then worries about Hitler's escape might be laid to rest. So the Soviets picked them up, and put them in wooden crates. They took them here, to Buch, an old lunatic asylum just outside Berlin. But identifying the bodies was almost impossible. 
The corpse of the man they had on the slab was so badly burnt that hardly any of the lower body was left. Yet the Soviets refused even to tell the Americans or the British what they were up to, let alone ask for help. All the particulars had to be noted, the body's height, all the physical data, all the internal data, whether any organs were missing. But in those conditions, it was impossible to do all that. The autopsy was carried out under less than ideal conditions. It was, it was a wartime situation. It was quite chaotic. The field hospital uh, operation, it wasn't a perfect autopsy by any uh, stretch of the imagination. The only way of identifying this as Hitler's body was through the teeth. So the Soviets scoured Berlin trying to find Hitler's dentist. Two of the people they found said they were part of Hitler's dental team. They drew pictures from memory of what Hitler's teeth looked like. According to the Russians, the dentist's hand-drawn pictures matched the body on the slab. But Stalin held back the findings of the autopsy. And at a time of increasing international tension, he made a staggering claim. Stalin told President Truman at the Potsdam Conference in late July and early August of 1945 that Hitler was alive in Argentina. He used it as a stick to beat the West with um, after the war, but it also, he evidently, at some level, actually believed that Hitler had survived the war. Stalin had reasons to doubt the Soviet autopsy. Everything hinged on the evidence of the teeth. No x-rays were available which might prove without doubt that this was Hitler's body. Stalin was also suspicious and paranoid to the bottom of his heart. On something as important as the fate of Hitler, he had no problem discounting the conclusions of a handful of surgeons. Stalin Stalin turned the search for Hitler's body into a mystery. It became a state secret. If you revealed that secret, you could be sentenced from 7 to 15 years in jail. Thanks to Stalin, the identity of this body was clouded with doubt. Stalin's deputy, Marshal Zhukov, had announced that Hitler was dead. Now, he changed his mind. Zhukov gave a second uh, press conference, and uh, uh, he completely withdrew the substance of his first. He said that there was no evidence that Hitler was dead, that he could easily have escaped, that the runway uh, was open, uh, that he was probably in Spain or in Argentina. Stalin's claim threw his allies into turmoil and caught the imagination of the world. Amongst those most taken with the news was General Eisenhower. Months after Berlin had fallen, 
Eisenhower's doubts were publicly quoted. We have been unable to find one tangible piece of evidence of Hitler's death. Even though I initially believed that Hitler was dead, there are now reasons to assume that he is alive. The press rushed in to spread the confusion. Russian sources stated that the Soviet government did have some lingering doubts. The United States Army does not know whether Hitler is alive or dead. Allied Germany, December 19th. Soviets not convinced Hitler dead. As they poked around the ruins of his office, the Allies still couldn't make up their minds about what had happened to Hitler. Four months after victory in Europe, confusion still reigned as to whether the dictator was dead or alive. Far from being brought to justice, Hitler had melted away. The entrance to Hitler's air raid shelter. It was just outside that the bodies of Hitler and Eva Braun are said to have been destroyed. At any rate, that's one story, but we can all form our own opinion as to whether these are relics of the event or not. The Germans said petrol was poured over their bodies and they were burnt. It might be true, it might not. In the summer of 1945, the Soviets made yet another shattering claim that the British were secretly holding Hitler alive. To counter this, British military intelligence sent out a young army major, Hugh Trevor Roper, to tie up the loose ends. The Russians accused the British of harboring Hitler and Eva Brown in their zone, uh, alive, uh, for some nefarious but unstated purpose in the future. And at this point, my superior officer, who was called Dick White, decided enough is enough. It's perfectly ridiculous that the, uh, the facts have not been established. He charged me with this mission. But starting over a month after the first reports of Hitler's death, Trevor Roper's mission was fraught with difficulties. The bunker had already been ransacked by the Russians, and what evidence remained was rotting in the dark, damp interior. It was uh, an extraordinary experience to go down into that deep bunker and find this buried headquarters uh, were, uh, which were dark, because the electricity had gone. Uh, uh, it, it was uh, uh, flooded uh, over one's ankles in uh, water. Tying up Hitler's loose ends was proving a lot harder than the British had hoped. And Trevor Roper's task was hardly helped by the fact that neither the Soviets, nor the Americans, nor the British shared information or evidence. Most important of all, the Soviets had imprisoned nearly all of the key witnesses who were in the bunker at the time of Hitler's alleged escape. I realized here there were several of the people I was looking for, rather important people, Bauer, Hitler's pilot, Rattenhuber, the head of Hitler's guard, people I wanted to interrogate. Trevor Roper had to base all his most important conclusions on the evidence of just one man, Eric Kempke, Hitler's chauffeur. Kempke left him in no doubt what had happened to Hitler. I mean, to him, the alternative was complete success or annihilation. All the evidence is that he uh, shot himself, he used a revolver, certainly. This became the official British version. 
But the British uncovered no bloodstains, no bullet holes, no bullets in the room where they thought Hitler had shot himself. And Britain's findings made no difference to the Soviets, who still said Hitler was alive. Depending on whom you listen to, he had shot himself, taken poison, died at the head of his troops, or even escaped. In this climate of doubt, the lack of evidence for Hitler's death would have a strange psychological effect on the world. Across the Atlantic, the Americans were on the verge of their own extraordinary investigation into the missing dictator. In September 1945, the FBI started one of its most extraordinary investigations into whether Adolf Hitler had escaped Berlin and made it across the Atlantic. In a big spy roundup in the States, the FBI, America's CID, have done a good job under J. Edgar Hoover. The director of the FBI, J. Edgar Hoover, was a paranoid, suspicious, neurotic man who had built his career on finding the enemy within. They're traitors, while the rest are spies. Hoover had no sympathy whatsoever for the, uh, for the Nazis. He, as well as the rest of us, regarded Hitler as a prime evil and a prime enemy of the United States. These FBI documents, only recently released, point to the hysteria and worry that spread from Berlin across the Atlantic within a matter of days. Dear Mr. Hoover, recently I saw a poll on whether Hitler was alive. I am one of many others that thinks that Hitler is still alive and possibly here in the good country we are so fortunate as to live in. Polls at the time showed that a majority of people actually believed that Hitler had survived the war and was still alive. And this led to a lot of Hitler sightings. Thanks for listening to this episode of Timeline Tapes. Next week, we'll bring you the second part of Hitler of the Andes. But if you can't wait to learn more, you can head over to our YouTube channel, where we've got more World War II and other world history documentaries for you to enjoy. If you want to reach out to Timeline Tapes, you can email us at timeline at little.studios.com, and you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Those are both at TimelineWH. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating and write a review as well. I've been Nate Fisher. This has been Timeline Tapes. Let's go down in history together. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.